0: everyone to the mega vision show episode 104 I am Chris the editor of mega visions and joining me this week is Scotty he discussed our trip to New York to attend the Long Island retro gaming Expo last weekend Scotty how's everything going in your neck of the woods
1: oh boy I am recovering but hello and thank you hello everyone uh yeah just recover this is the re- the recovery week even though it was a four day work week after driving to and from New York that was a seven hour drive for me which wasn't that bad honestly um but even though I had a four day work week it still felt like a regular old five day
0: yeah that was quite quite the trip so yeah this is our first episode that we've done actually since our pax east uh like post pax East podcast oh wow so it is we're now right, we're now here uh to do our kind of post Long Island retro. Uh, podcast so it'll be fun yeah we'll talk a little bit uh about what we what we did throughout the weekend and we also uh did pole caliber for the first time which is going to be you know really cool so we'll talk all that and more later on but before we get into that Scotty, yeah let's just jump in and more about what we've been up to and just kind of give people a i guess an update on what we've been up to since pax east so what have you been up to buddy
1: it's been a while um No, I mentioned kind of recovering, but uh, like outside of that, uh, this was the first of kind of my quote unquote summer tour. It just kind of ended up happening this way that uh, going from uh, not many cons to we went up to Boston and now recently we we went to New York and then pretty soon is the Dreamcast 24-hour marathon out in Chicago and then a couple months later or no, that same month, the end of that month, Rachel and I are going down to Florida to go to Disney. So uh, this is my summer tour. I've been taking the little bat that she made that looks like uh, the bat from Illbleed, the Jimmy bat, and doing, like, Jimmy bat on tour, um, like, with, on socials and crap. But no, I mean, really, like, I've just kind of... Now I'm in super prep mode for the marathon as much as I can be, even though it's not at... First time, it's not at my house. Um, we We finally accepted this place is too small to have more than, like five people in the living room you know so tj out in chicago yeah, is more do. than happy to host yeah yeah no i was just gonna say i mean i think you guys did a great job with the space
0: that you had for you know the i went out i think it was was it three years ago now i don't even know how that it's
1: been but yeah because that would have been 2019 yeah
0: yeah so I, I yeah i went out there for that one that was that was a lot of fun but like you said i think you know, the space is a little cramped, um, but hopefully you guys will have a lot more room over at TJ's place. I'm, I'm excited to see
1: what uh, comes from that. It's yeah, pretty he pretty has cool. an actual house. It's it's not <laughs> our duplex and whatever. And I think, honestly, like the way we made it through 2019, you guys came in September. We had literally just moved in in May. So I think we were on that high of like, woohoo, new house, new or new, new place, friends over, first official party. And then the last one, we were like coming back from pandemic and like, oh, we're not ready to socialize. It feels more cramped in here than it is, even though there were less people than when you were physically here. Um, it was still uh, too crazy. So but no, TJ's more than happy to help. And he's he's the techie. Uh, he's the IT guy of Mega Visions if there is anyone. And he's the Dreamcast collector. So um yeah, but I, I mean, I don't know. I, I've been sort of watching him play and playing stuff. I'd, uh, but what, what should I go into that? Or did you want to talk about what, how you've been recovering?
0: Yeah, no, I guess. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say, you know, for me, I guess this was kind of the the last big uh, event that I guess Megavisions at least is, is going to be doing uh, from a convention standpoint. Yeah. Until uh, so at least, I guess, MagFest. I, I don't know if we're going to have an actual booth there this year or not. Um, we haven't really discussed it yet. But small things uh, may pop I, up. Who knows? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, we'll see. But um, I would like, yeah, I do plan on going to, to MagFest. So that's kind of, this was my last one, and I could kind of relax for a few months until, you know, the craziness of MagFest starts. And that really kind of kicks off everything, right? Like every year, MagFest does, yeah. is kind of like. It's in January. Uh, and Whether so I'm we're ready for excited it or for not. that. Yeah. And I talked to a few other people there who did go and, and, and they all kind of said, you know, like if you were going to skip any mag fest, like last year was the one to, to skip. And I did end up doing that. And what's funny. I'm glad I did because I I'm, I'm pretty sure I had covid right around like christmas time frame and so oh, right. uh I I just I was feeling like crap and I just don't think it was a good idea regardless for me to go um had I wanted to or not but I'm really looking forward to this one and I uh, and yeah I'm I'm I can't wait so um yeah i'm I'm thankful that the con the con season's over for for me at least. Uh, I yeah, to cover the summer so con
1: season anyway. I will say we uh, like i I just thought of this right now. I'm sure you might have a bunch of little like horror conventions coming up around you because this is kind of when they start to pop up around Halloween and stuff or around autumn, yeah,
0: yeah, there's one it was funny. actually, I think the uh the one out in Atlantic City happened the same weekend we were in Long Island retro. Um, oh okay so there I was a lot that happened just, that
1: weekend that i forgot about
0: yeah sir it, it, there, there was a lot um but there was one that i wanted to go to really bad it's called the i think creature feature weekend out in gettysburg oh i've been wanting to go because i love going to gettysburg it's one of my favorite places out uh in, P- in pa but uh the creature feature one is is actually takes place in gettysburg and they uh, have a lot of awesome people that go like Joe Bob goes and a lot of other people. And they do a lot of, uh, cause they have a neat theater in town too. And I think that they mm-hmm. run uh, a bunch of like horror movies uh, during the the weekend. That's the one I'd love to go to if, if I could attend any of the kind of the local horror conventions, but right now I'm not sure if I'll make it out to that one. So I, I would de- definitely like to, to get out to something like that
1: though. I gotcha. We have a little, um, uh, Lee market tomorrow. That is it's, it's, this company or this site or something or it was an event at one point called Hor- Horror Realm. Uh, it's hard to say quickly, but Horror Realm. It's like one word there. Um, so like Horror Realm. Yeah, horror, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> that's a different type of event, but yeah. Um, the <laughs> no, it. I mean, I'm excited for it because last time we went, like Rachel got these matte Night of the Living Dead picture. They, they it was definitely not paintings, but someone like put an image on a, a matte block, you know. Uh, or Matt Sheet Mm -hmm. or whatever. And I mean, last time I was there, I found this was when there were only four Predator movies. I found them all on Blu-ray for like five bucks altogether. So it's like, yeah, let's hit this thing up again and see what crazy, I would, I'm calling it now, most of the show is going to be people selling VHS tapes now. (laughs) But uh, we'll see. Um, So, yeah. Uh, And we did, what's funny is the Long Island Retro. If there were any two people that were going to go to this other thing, the same weekend as Long Island Retro down in West Virginia was a uh, Monster Squad 35th anniversary, like screening slash. I don't know if it was really a convention so much as just like a meetup for fans or something. But did, did some of the uh, were, were the actors there? Yes, I am horrible with names. But the guy that plays Corey, who uh, the cooler, older kid of the crew and then the main guy. I'm so bad with names, but the main kid and then basically the older uh, cooler Fonzie type kid of the group.
0: God, yeah, man. I'm, I'm,
1: if I if I had to be put on a spot right now, it, I would have a hard time naming all the kids
0: right now. But I know I know all the kids.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but both of them were there, and it was like a screening of it, and I think maybe just like a panel of them or something, but some like cool get-together that I, I saw like two weeks before Long Island Retro. It It was coming through my feeds, and I was like, oh, man. I definitely want to hit that's closer than Long Island for us, but I mean it is what it is. I'm just happy that stuff is happening around that movie that you either know or you don't, you know. So
0: Yeah, I remember I missed out on on one of those uh Monster Squad uh uh screenings down at the Alamo Draft House in, in oh, Austin. Oh yeah. This was years ago. It was like maybe fifteen or twenty years now ago. And um I think it was one of the first times they they did one of these. And I was so excited, but I, I wasn't able to make it out there. I was re- really bummed. But Monster Squad, man, I, I'm I'm glad now. It's it's becoming kind of the cool thing, yeah. you know, for for '80s horror stuff. Uh, and I'm glad I'm glad it's getting that attention because growing up. Everyone, I don't think it ever got any sort of, of respect from the horror community. It was kind of a kids' movie, and I mm-hmm. always, I really loved it growing up. It was one of my favorite movies because it was one of the only ones that really featured all of the like Universal monsters in one movie in a more kind of updated setting, and that's what I love so much about it. And I just thought it was such a neat, cool idea
1: um, for it, and I'm just glad it's getting its just due. So
0: I know that's way out of the left field, but I just have to say that about that movie.
1: Uh, i mean when else are we gonna get to talk about monster squad on the Mega Vision podcast so <laughs> you mm-hmm. know um yeah. no
0: but yeah what's I, funny too, I to... over the weekend mm-hmm. um we did get a um a a sliders joke over oh my gosh too, that we'll, we'll yeah have to, we'll have to <laughs> maybe we'll get to that later on but i i that just that jogged my memory for that and uh we'll yeah that was funny later.
1: yeah so yeah but no i mean like otherwise i kind of i've i've before Long Island Retro I was sort of playing and watching stuff uh, I've I've almost finished the game Stray I was in a good stride with that game because I was playing it almost every night It's a short game I'm just near the end but like I got to the very end and then like Long Island Retro stuff happened so I just haven't finished it yet but it's okay I my I I I need to read alicia slash raven quills review because she gave it a five out of five and i'm seeing like everywhere that people love it and i just i don't know why not 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 to be mean but like i've i've played way better games than this i don't know why everyone is maybe you need
0: to install one of the the hacks that allow you to put like a different kind of animal in there maybe Maybe there's like a bubsy garfield or bubsy or something like that would make it a lot more fun
1: maybe Maybe. It's not a bad game. It's definitely impressive for an indie game, but uh, yeah, making my way slowly through that, and then uh, we've kind of been watching shows here and there. The one that's coming to a close soon, maybe by the time this gets released, I don't know, but uh, the show Only Murders in the Building, or sh- shoot, I don't even know if that's the actual title, because we- all we call it is Murders. The one with, uh, the one with, uh, um, oh my gosh, what is wrong with me in names today? Martin Short, is that like- Steve, Steve Martin, Martin and can't remember the other girl's name that lends very little to the show have you been watching that at all the mystery on I, I,
0: no I saw a little bit of the first episode and we it didn't
1: really you know get us so we, we didn't watch it that's all right it's not bad it's uh yeah it's just there's just so much crap out there that's like not stranger things or not a DC TV series or MCU that it's honestly hard to find something that can grab you like we have tried to get through that resident evil live action thing and it is i know i'm i'm a resident evil super fan blah 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 that aside when that was announced i was like a what more can you add to resident evil like that universe and b what new thing can you possibly do with zombies now so (laughs) i was like we'll give it a shot but it's genuinely one of the worst paced shows i've ever watched (laughs)
0: And I, I, a lot of these new shows that are coming out now, it seems like it's such a there. There's such a sign uh, of of like the pandemic still. Like it seems like everything's oh, yeah. shot on such a small set. Right. Uh, everything's green screen. Everything's like done on on seemingly like such a small budget. And so just everything like just looks kind of the same. Like that Resident Evil stuff looks just like so many other movies that have been released lately. And um and I think that. I don't know that. That's for. I think maybe for me, that's one reason that that stuff just doesn't really, you know, hook me to to watch it. I, I wanted. I I heard about a new Resident Evil series. I was like, okay, cool. Right. I watched one trailer or something
1: for it, and I was like, wow, this this is not what I wanted. It's for this, so. not. Graham finished it, and he's been not raving about it. But it's honestly his comments on Twitter. Like him and I got into a conversation about it on Twitter. And he said he, like, was eventually rooting for Umbrella by the end of it. I'm like, that is very interesting. So I I need to see how this plays out. It, it's just, yeah.
0: It's I, just, I don't base anything of mine off, like, Graham's. Right, uh, that's uh, true, though. Right, yeah. He's so weird in what he likes um, with things. So I, I, I can never tell if it's going to be something
1: I like or hate. I don't know. Yeah, he was he was the uh, the hottest take of the hot takes out of, I think, Visions because he was always on the very opposite side of things, which is g- g- amazing, though, because it sparks discussion and stuff. So,
0: yeah, and I, I, I feel like he's completely genuine. He's not the contrarian. Th- that's the thing, think, too. But, yeah, um,
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just weird. <laughs> it just yeah, it's the British in him, I guess. I guess you know. so. Yeah, different worlds, different regions, you know. All that crazy stuff, but no, I mean, otherwise, like I've actually honestly started watching movies like during my lunch break, and I think I am in love with Ryan Gosling now. <laughs> I don't know. I I came into his career late with, uh, I think, l- no joke, I think Blade Runner 2049 was my introduction oh, wow. to him because he's just been in movies that one. have never super been in my wheelhouse um, yeah. <clears throat> except for Drive, the Notebook. Which that, that's I, not every <laughs> time I mention him, everybody's like the Notebook. I'm like, he's in that. I've never seen it, but uh, yeah. oh god, I hate that movie. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I won't go long about this, but all I'll say is like, because I wanted to. Corey and I recently for another th- for another podcast. We'll maybe play at the end, but we watched Drive. Corey had never seen it, so he loved it. And I was like, yeah, I forgot how just solid of a movie this is. It's not for everybody, but it is a good movie. That's when um, he has an awesome uh, jacket, right? Yes. It's a white jacket, and it has a scorpion on the back. Or, um, yeah. Wait. Yeah, scorpion. Um, no, that's a really solid movie. Very artsy. A little bit up its own butt sometimes, but still really good. Um, and, uh, and he was like... Corey was like saying things about his acting. I'm like, this is barely, this is basically his character in Blade Runner that he's not doing anything crazy, like, you know, involving or immersive. So I was like, I got to check out his other stuff to see if he's not just a one note. And he's done varying things. The one I'm enjoying right now and kind of watching in pieces is the nice guys with him and uh, Russell Crowe that I, I remember seeing trailers for that, but like it fell off my radar real fast after it. Cause it's so Hard to keep up with movies anymore anyway, but uh, no, I've been enjoying the library of Ryan Gosling. Got to get ready for Barbie, right? <laughs> yes, and I'm excited about
0: that, that one, but there's one that you have to watch, and, and the, the name of it is escaping me, but people listening uh, will, will, will certainly probably pick up on it really quickly. Um, but it's basically him. He has some sort of a handicap, mental illness, or some sort of psychotic breakdown or something, and he oh, it's Lars in The Real Girl is what it's yeah. called.
1: I do seen that I know of it and I okay, have not yeah. seen trailers, but I have heard the concept and I'm like, I don't know if I <laughs> want to watch this or if it's so, something I need to watch, like alone on a Saturday afternoon to <laughs>
0: it's actually really good. It's really good. So for those listening and if you if you never heard of it, it's it's basically Ryan Gosling. He he has some sort of ish. It's, I, I can't remember if he has a mental handicap or not, but he he has. He ends up getting a sex doll as as basically as a a, a girlfriend, like a but, but it's more of like this. um yeah, but it's 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 more of a I don't think it's, it's not a sexual nature. It's it's a right. <laughs> uh, it's really weird. the the, the premise sounds quite, like <laughs> weird and, and and gross, I guess, but it's actually wholesome in mm-hmm. a way because the town, you know, like shows it because he's really he doesn't come outside and, and this is kind of, they use this as a way of like getting him out and uh, starting to, to become a part of society again. And so they accept her as his girlfriend and he starts talking more and you kind of see that. And so it's oh, like kind of people a, he always, interacts
1: with, accept them, except her. Oh, okay. I didn't know about yeah, that. So, that so they, is they
0: understand. Yeah. So they kind of get and see what's happening. And <laughs> so they think that um, if they, you know, they accept her, you know, he'll come out more and it, and it shows that kind of growth and everything. Okay. It's, it's actually very wholesome. <laughs> we watched it with the kids. I know that sounds crazy, too, um, because we had seen it before and we know um, mm-hmm. of it. But I think when Elliot saw it the first time, he cried at the end of what happened uh, in the movie, because it is very uh, an emotional movie. OK, um, so I think if you're looking for something that shows something from Ryan Gosling. Uh, that shows like maybe some different acting chops and stuff from, you know, like the Drive or Blade Runner, where he's, you know, uh, he's just like the stoic know, badass in those, right? Yeah, yeah. So there's not necessarily a lot of that range there. You could see something yeah. different from him in, in Lars
1: and the Real Girl. That's, yeah, that's, that's why I wanted to because like only Blade Runner and Drive, he's almost the same character in those movies. And that's not a slam on him because it fits those movies, but like, um, but yeah, so I, oh, that was the other one I saw that just came out for him. The Gray Man, which wasn't too bad. It was super hard, though, seeing Chris Evans as a bad guy. Like, I just it was not believable. I don't know how to explain that. He's Captain America now, you know? Yeah. So yeah. it's it was it was strange. But uh, no, The I am enjoying the nice guys because Ryan Gosling actually plays like the bumbling idiot in that, which is so different for what he's known for. So it's fun. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah that's, no, that's been, good. I,
0: yeah. I, I'm a Ryan Gosling fan,
1: too. So um, I'm with you on that one. Right on. What about uh, you, sir? Yeah. What are you? Uh, what have you been doing?
0: You know, it's been crazy, but uh, man, I've I've enjoyed basically uh, almost two years since I retired from from the military, and it's been awesome. I've been able to spend so much time with my family, get a lot of work done on MegaVisions, but the long vacation is finally coming to an end, and I'm going to go back to work for the Air Force um, as a civilian starting here in a few weeks. So. Uh, um down to our level now. Yeah, back <laughs> to uh back to 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 being a uh, an employee again. Just a normie. But yeah, no, I'm I'm actually really excited about it. Uh I will say uh I I thought that I was going to be like happy and and never, you know, really having anything to do with the Air Force again at least from a professional standpoint. Sure. Um but I will say, like, when the whole Afghan, like, withdrawal happened, and I'm not going to get my political or anything like that, but just when all of the operations were ongoing for that, when, you know, the Air Force was was going in and, and basically um, air flighting uh, civilians out of, of Afghanistan as uh, the Taliban were taking back over the country, uh, I was seeing all that. And I really missed being involved in those type of things. Um, from my kind of public affairs standpoint of what I did in the Air Force. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I, I was like, man, I really wish I could get back and, and do that again. Mm. And um, an opportunity presented itself uh, back in my same office I was working at, um, a position opened up, and I was able to get it. So yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. Um, but from the on the mega vision side, I, I'm also excited because we've been promoting uh, some staff kind of within uh, to handle a lot of... Uh, a lot of the responsibilities that I had been doing, you know, managing the website, editing and, and planning all the reviews and that sort of thing. So I will say <clears throat> uh, Alicia Grace, who you, you mentioned earlier, Scotty, she mm-hmm. stepped up and she's been uh, now promoted as our reviews editor. Uh, so I'm very happy about that. Uh, and so she's kind of handling all the reviews and, and coordinating all of those. And and then uh, Anti-Chris and and Sam uh, Franzman have both kind of stepped up and and they're now working a lot of the, the website stuff and and the news side of things so I'm really excited about that and so what that's going to allow me to do is more of the time that I have to work on Megavisions is going to be dedicated to uh, producing the magazine uh, mm-hmm. as as you know and I don't know if we've really said it officially on the podcast before not maybe the last episode but uh, I'm now handling the bulk of the uh, design and layout uh, on Megavisions going forward. I finished up uh, issue two, but with issue three, it's going to be me kind of full-time doing it. Uh, but I am working with Sketchcraft on it, and and we've formed this like really great kind of dynamic where he helps me envision kind of the layout on a, on a particular, like, say, a, a review. Um, and he gives me kind of uh, some blobbies, you know, that I could kind of base it off of. And I go and build that. And then when that's done, um, we kind of add our retro filtering uh, on it. And so uh, we're going to kind of go back to that retro style, but it's going to be a, a completely new and updated kind of design within that. And so it's going to be interesting. It's going to be kind of a blend between our, our old style and the new style that we've we formulated. But it's going to produce, a, 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 I think, a really great looking magazine. And in, the best part is it's going to be produced uh easily more producible than what we were doing before whereas is like designing everything in photoshop um that was a long drawn out process but it made the magazine look amazing but i think we formulated a, a uh um a process between sketch and myself where we can reach that level of quality but do it much faster uh in a you know in actually in design um and so it's gonna be in, it's gonna be cool i think uh, our readers are gonna be really excited about that but that's kind of where we're at with MegaVisions right now and, and as we transition or as I transition back into to working again, I'm I'm excited on that side of things. But overall this is uh I'm I'm excited where we're at. Mega Visions is growing. We're uh you know, getting more people put in places of, of kind of like higher responsibility and everything and and yeah, so that's kind of where what I've been up to uh since PAX East and yeah. where we're going, so <laughs> yeah, crazy, it's so.
1: Uh, it's gonna be good. I think. Um, I th- I think a showing of that or a telling of that that we're moving back. It, what is this phase three, phase two point five now? <laughs> you know, but like yeah. um, something that stuck with me when I met Sketchcraft in the first too many games is he said it takes a solid three issues to really get your footing. And we did have that when we got up to issue nine for the legacy stuff. But then we revamped things and it had that smooth, cleaner look, which makes it made sense at the time. But really for our overall, um, not atmosphere, there's a word I'm missing, but uh, like we're going back to that uh, rough around the edges as opposed to straight lined up. I don't, I'm I'm not wording this correctly. This would be so much easier if I was just showing people the different issues, you know. <laughs> but but yeah, what it's I, like what a,
0: the original one's
1: more <clears> kind of <throat> vintage, like kind of like uh, it's an aged look to it, and uh, sitting in the attic and all that stuff. Right. Um, but that, but uh, the reason I come to that or uh, to circle it back around to Long Island retro, the the um the beat up edges and the like faded stuff that seems to resonate more with the people that are in our demographic. Even though the straight, uh, smooth, smoothed out, kind of clean look, that also resonates, but on a different level. But I think with our content, it makes sense to go back with Sketchcraft. Not that he ever really technically left the crew or anything like that, but um, to work with that uh, worn look because we all because we're worn no i don't know um no it, it just makes sense and if you saw the reactions to people and just the feedback from conventions and people that get it in their hands i think they're gonna be pretty happy with where how things are uh panning out i that was a long-winded way of saying i'm excited for the future as well <laughs> yeah definitely definitely so
0: all right uh that's kind of what we've been up to um mm-hmm. we're gonna jump into our long Island retro talk in a minute but before we do that, I just want to quickly remind our listeners that they can join our Patreon to subscribe to Megavisions magazine. Issue 3 is coming down the line really soon, so you could go to www.patreon.com slash megavisions. And once you become a patron, every issue will ship right to your door. And each issue of Visions contains 64 pages of Neo Retro coverage, spanning every console generation and features new original cover art by sketchcraft so remember go to www.patreon.com megavisions to secure your next issue of mega visions magazine today all right uh that's an ad break uh Scotty so if we want we could take a quick break um and pee real quick if we need to or we could just jump right in and, and go through rest of the show
1: uh I'm good to keep going if you are okay yeah let's let's keep jumping into it'
0: Word. All right. let me just see um <clears throat> okay we're back and all right Scotty this is this is why we come here long island retro gaming expo this was our first time ever ever going there um but i guess maybe we should before we jump into the talk we could take a step back and and because i guess the the seeds for us coming there were planted at community games a few years ago yeah uh, where we were having our pole caliber tournament just at our booth because at that point in time we didn't
1: it was more of an experiment, really, right? Oh, yeah. That whole weekend was an experiment between a panel <laughs> that we had and that oh, yeah. and That'd just having a, a booth like the first full-fledged um, tablecloth, you know, standee with all the art. Sketchcraft was there. Marson was there. I was there. Uh, Antichrist and Corey Tornado Jones were attending and like our biggest fans, <laughs> you know, um, who are now part of the yeah. staff and everything. So, yeah, that was very much the uh, that was ground zero, so to speak that's a that's a lesson out there be become our fans and and you'll we'll hire you yeah so just give just, us hugs and wear our t-shirt and yeah. hey you could join staff yeah. who knows <laughs> yeah, tell us you like us and we'll, yeah. we'll love you back yeah exactly yeah but that was that because that was um 20 oh sheesh I don't know 2019 2018 2019 I, you, that's I hard would to gauge yeah one of them. I'm not sure but the uh, you know, we had a booth, we had a panel, we had pole caliber at the booth, and we we're like, Yeah, let's do a tournament and we had a little trophy thing, and then I think and then we started to see outside of ourselves a little bit when, you know, tournament starts at three o'clock. Well, at like two forty, we had a crowd. And I and I I either look to you. I th- actually, I think I looked to Antichrist, who was like he was ready to go because he's the fighting guy. He's the fighter, uh, the FGC dude. And I was like, I think we need to start this early because there is a crowd forming in this small aisle and we are quickly becoming a fire hazard, you know, and it just blossomed yeah. from there, essentially.
0: Yeah, I think uh, everyone had a lot of a lot of fun there. We actually have footage of that. Yeah, Uh, that is we're going to actually we're working on a video right now uh, and we'll talk a little bit more about it later, but uh, we will have some footage of of that so everyone can see it. But I think at at some point, uh, Joel from who runs Long Island Retro saw saw all the the craziness and uh, we got to talking after afterwards. And I think we threw out one of us just threw out the idea of like, hey, we should have it part of the official tournament for Long Island Retro and. Uh, when you know everything shut down for a few years for COVID, but once everything started coming back, at some point maybe they reached out to us or something, and it it, it, it the conversation got started again somehow about Paul Caliber coming to Long Island Retro, and and they actually agreed to do it as part of their official kind of tournament, and it actually kicked off uh, Saturday, the 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 first official day of of their tournaments on Saturday, kicked off the whole day, um, it started. You know, at I think eleven o'clock, right when the the show opened. Right. So, um, so yeah, I guess uh, maybe we should just also explain, Scotty, what pole caliber is for someone who who's, who's not uh, kind of
1: familiar with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For you noobs out there, uh, no. But um, you can see behind me the Dreamcast fishing rod. Um, I I would grab it and show it, but I there is a serious balancing act going on back here between this Dino mask, the rod, and like all my silly plushies and Jimmy the Bat. But so soul caliber. Uh, sequel to Soul Edge, one of the launch games for Dreamcast, fighting game, um, you know, weapon-based fighter, arena fighter thing. And but for whatever reason, you can use that fishing rod controller with it, like you would waggle a Wiimote and just waggle and pray and do your best. And that realizing that works, that's been a part of the Dreamcast 24-hour marathon is like the final thing to wake us up for the for the climax of the whole show. Uh, cause you gotta stand up and wave it around like a psychopath. Um, and it just works it and there's some sort of logistics to it that I think Antichrist has sort of figured out, but at the same time we saw new stuff at this tournament that's like, well, throw those ideas out the window, you know, um so that that's what that is. so it's fun and it's something that's very you uh, just the 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 level of entry is very low because anyone can wave a thing around like a crate. that's why the Wii – this is as popular as it is or it's like, Fun as enter- and entertaining as it is, just like the Wii was with Wii Sports and like all that other stuff that you can just stand up there and you accomplish something by waving your hand around.
0: They could have certainly released this game on the Wii. And oh yeah, just had it do- at a mode and it would have been awesome. You know, mm-hmm. they, it, there's there's no reason why they couldn't have. It. Right, but I mean, it is essentially the same way, and and so the idea is, you know, it's I think we'd do best two out of three. Um, and mm-hmm. and that's kind of the basis of our tournament, right? That's the simple rules. But there's no no button presses and, and no using the analog. It's just right, yeah, it's just
1: which is also like and, and we've even you can tell someone walks up and they're like, I got to use a stick, and it's like ah, uh, you don't the stick on the rod is like super floaty compared to the controller, so you will not even be able to do like quarter circles or anything easily. So it's funny to just like. You have to retrain your brain for a uh, for a quick second there and stuff. But we tell Absolutely. people waggle only buttons are for wusses. Like we had a sign next to the TV at Long Island to enforce that. So. Yeah. Yep. So. Uh, so how did how, how do you you
0: know, the, the tournament happened on Saturday, 11 o'clock right on the dot. We were worried at first that we weren't going to get enough people because we were like the first really the first you know, like I said, the first uh, tournament of the day and yeah. we really wasn't, we weren't really able to generate a lot of buzz on Friday because we we're all just still driving in and everything. Yeah. Uh, so we were worried about that, but you know, I think uh, that all worked itself out and we had a full roster.
1: Yeah. I think it, 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 um, it it's we, re, yeah, we really didn't know how to approach it at first because also the signups, you do them online to enroll in the tournament. Whereas, you know, previously with conventions it was just you got to get there first day or day before or day before the tourney write your name on a list or whatever so it was all online on an app with the with the uh, gg app or whatever it is i forget but um and we saw a couple signed up the only name i remember is meat sauce or joe bomberman bomberman joe joe bomberman whatever i forget sorry but um No, it it was just like, yeah, what do we, how do we build hype? Because also the vendor floor is not open on Friday, so we couldn't even really display this thing and hype it up at our booth. So we're just like, we've got, I think when we first looked at the app, there were four names on there, four entrants. And then day before, I think I saw like 10 or something. Then morning of, there were 13 entrants and we're like, Let's hope they show up. Let's just and also we're going a mile a minute. Like we have to shift everything, basically take our booth over to the tourney area and make sure angles are good for filming. Make sure everything's there. We we have everything we need. We, of course, there were technical uh, there were tech issues going on with trying to stream it directly. Blah blah blah. So we had two camera feeds going because we had Dustin doing his actual movie magic work and then mm-hmm. my phone connected to our Twitch doing a live stream of that, which I. Honestly, a lot of people start were asking, like, oh, is this going to be on Twitch? Is this going to be on Twitch and stuff? We're like, yep, here's, go to our Twitch, follow us, hand it yeah. out, flyers with the uh-huh. AR code or QR code. Um, but I think it was just a lot of, I thought it was a typo. I thought this was Soul caliber. I was like, happy to disappoint. This is Pole caliber, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and then it, when people are the, coming that, that's into it, like too.
0: one of the most fun things I got is, like, okay, you're signed up now. Now you got to play. And I think there were a couple of people that were like, oh, I don't really want to play
1: this because I know, think they, we, they were yeah. like, I, we did lose but, some people that were like, I think just two people maybe were like, uh, it's not soul We're like, all right, whatever. I got to focus on this. Cool. See you. You know, yeah. <laughs>
0: like, but there were a few others that I noticed that as they started playing, they like loved it. And they're, yeah. they they're completely flipped like. As they started, you know, in experiencing it, and got a few, you know, practice rounds in, you know, mm-hmm. they they got really mm-hmm. excited about it, and it was it was pretty funny.
1: So yeah, um, yeah, just like how, our how magazine. Think the went overall, then I think it's like just like our magazine. You don't understand it until you are holding it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Um, yeah. uh, I think it was great. I think, uh, thank goodness anti Chris was there to be the FGC dude and manage the bracket because I was the mascot with the dino mask on running around and screaming stuff. And it took me a little bit to kind of get into the realm of being just obnoxious and yelling because people were focusing on the game, obviously more than me, but um, that there was the quote uh, that I heard at one point of someone like when we were a little bit more into it, I think we did take up the full hour and a half or maybe longer. I forget. Um, Uh, Yeah. That was the thing, too. At first, we thought, like, these matches are going to go quick. So it is kind of equivalent to button mashing in a fighting game. But so let's do two out of three. And then even still, we're like, are we going to last an hour and a half with this game that takes, like, 30 seconds to go through a match, you know? But we had enough people. And at one point, I heard someone say, this was worth the price of admission alone. And it's like, oh, wow. I was not, like, I didn't get really, like, choked up or anything, but it was like, that person means that because this is just absurd. Like a lot of people had no idea what they were going into. So I think the hype was was real. The excitement was real. um, The confusion that leads into excitement and a lot of people like, how does this work? And you can talk about other stuff, other goofy Dreamcast games and and, and things like that and accessories and whatever. So over overwhelmingly positive reception, I think.
0: Yeah. We should say too, we should think, you know, the guys and, 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 you know, the people really that, really, that really, helped this tournament side of things uh jesse uh and joel both were great to work with but they had a whole team out there of of people who were making just the tournament stuff happen and they were awesome to work with so yeah you know they made it they made it as easy as possible for us just to you know get set up and and all that and when we did ask for for anything whether it was like a tv or or you know electrical cords or whatever it might may be that they were really helpful and and super awesome and yes I, I just think overall it was one of the best ran shows I've, I've attended. Yeah. Um, especially from a vendor standpoint, I thought they did a great job.
1: Yeah. We, we didn't, we um didn't mention this initially, but just what long Island RetroCon is, or I say it wrong every time. The name is so long, long Island retro gaming expo, uh, That's 2022. Right. Uh, it's like a Conan O'Brien skit, an old, like, <laughs> you know, um, but, uh, so it's at the Cradle of Aviation in New York in Long Island, which is a, a museum just with every airplane, aircraft, space-related, anything that's been in some sort of flight uh, is represented right, at yeah. this thing, essentially. And so there's it's three floors. Uh, they don't use the top floor, um, which is okay because there's still plenty going on, but you have the, the show floor as soon as you walk in, the vendor floor, and then it, uh, right behind it is that, like, OmniMax panel room but then it shoots off in all directions between tournaments to the timeline of the consoles under glass to like free play of every console under the sun like you and i our jaws were dropping at some of the stuff we were seeing under glass like some of the stuff that we've like eyed on ebay for years and it's like i'm never this is the closest i'm ever going to get to this thing so i'm going to drool over this glass now you know to like they
0: had that uh that dreamcast tv thing it's like the dream something i forget what they call it, it might be
1: called the dream tv something divers, as easy as that divers or
0: 2000 or something like that yeah. anyway like, it's it, people, it looks like a space channel 5 tv yes and yeah i remember Back in the day, in the early, like the mid 2000s, those things were not that expensive or hard to come by, yep. and now they go for like thousands and thousands of dollars on eBay. Yeah, yep. uh, but they had one, they had, yeah, all sorts of uh, stuff like so that. So much, it was it, so many crazy it was really things. really neat just to walk around and, and, and get a look at, at things. And you know, I always kind of pride myself on having a pretty decent hardware collection, yeah. And there's just that, just like,
1: man, I am nowhere near anything where I thought I was, so yeah, because it's like, was really i, cool. I well I, I did do a um I tried to get a a floor tour of the show before things opened on Sunday and we're gonna hopefully do like a time lapse or something like that um, to show people just it's such a different setup and it it, it really but like before I get away from the consoles it was that moment of like oh my gosh it's the Panasonic GameCube that plays DVDs and it's shiny and crazy and right, yeah. thousands of dollars and it's like and then you turn around you're looking around oh my gosh they have another one like 30% of the <laughs> production line of the Panasonic GameCube is here um and uh But it it did at first, like walking around, it felt like this convention was birthed from, hey, we have an idea for a show. Can we borrow your space that is also a museum? But the way they use the space is because I would say that it's it's like it's as if MagFest had to be condensed into a smaller building and but still function uh, almost a little more. Not better, but just in a cleaner, more organized way. Aside from not too many panels, but I kind of like that because I don't feel like I'm missing every panel under the sun. Um, but yeah, it's it just blew me away how how well this thing was put together. And then that leads to the tournament was very, very well assisted between the staff and just what we had at our disposal and the space at our disposal and everything.
0: Yeah, for sure. We should also say uh, really quickly, a uh, shout out to uh, Dan over at VGNY Soft. Um, he created yeah. these cool little pole caliber keychains uh, that we gave out uh, f- to the winners, uh, but also pe- people that came to our booth and they had to defeat Scotty wearing the Lizard Man mask uh, at Pole Caliber. So yeah, I think maybe this is a new thing that we'll we'll start doing at our booth if if people come over and, and can defeat uh, Lizard Man, then uh, they they win a keychain.
1: Yeah, uh, and for the listeners, the logo is essentially the art from. Uh, the Soul caliber like universe of lizard man standing there with his sword in his right hand facing you with the shield there you go and but instead of the sword it's the fishing rod controller it says pole caliber there and then below it says megavisions it's pretty sweet and that logo is also on chris's shirt which is for sale on megavisions.net go there now and rep the pole as best you can yep
0: <laughs> yeah so if you go to uh, our, our our shop go to our homepage and there's a link right at the top for for our store uh and you can go there and so this is uh one actually ready to to ship.
1: We had uh, people right asking now. about them once um, they figured out the door. what was happening and what this whole thing was which I was not expecting well, honestly. Uh,
0: I I knew that I had a feeling that there were going to be people that wanted to buy them there but the problem was is that if once we get stuff like that you're going to have to buy it in bulk really Mm -hmm. uh and and you're gonna need sizes for you know a whole range of that and we just didn't have enough time to make that happen but what we have what we have though is uh on our web store like basically print to order uh for your shirt right there so you could go there and 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 get it and uh yeah you can rep the pole caliber
1: (laughs) gosh so many phrases came out of this and continue to yeah, it it was fun. So, <laughs> um,
0: so yeah, so definitely go check out our, our pole Caliber t shirt. And yeah, if, if you ever see us uh, hosting pole Caliber at a show, be sure to come up and and maybe you you can win your own a uh, pole Caliber keychain. I kind of like the fact that the only way you can get one of these is maybe defeating lizard man. Yeah, and so they'll become kind of a, a rare source of pride that people can can show. And yeah. and I think uh, there's a few people that even tweeted. Um, their uh their keychain too, which is kind of right neat to show off what they won. So that was really cool. So uh yeah, let's just keep talking about. Uh, so we did do pole Caliber. That was a lot of fun. Um, uh, one of the things uh it's always interesting is the hotel experience when we go to these conventions. Now, Um yep. I will say this probably wasn't one of our better, better uh, <laughs> quality hotels. We were spoiled in too. Boston. We stayed with at tax, a, though, yeah. Yeah, we 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 got a really good hotel accommodations in Boston. Uh that was great. Um uh, but we stayed at a Red Roof Inn this time. Uh which I think had two stars on oh, Expedia good. come to find out. Uh but here's the thing. They were <clears throat> by far the cheapest, but also just the the closest hotel in terms of uh you know just cuz I I didn't I I wasn't we didn't know like what the parking situation was really gonna be like there, or anything like that, so that was when we got and um yeah, it just smelled like smoke it was we were in a non smoking room uh, I had a towel I picked up and it had like a long uh black hair mm-hmm. on it, and mm-hmm. that was just gross um the uh the <laughs> the, the chair this, next the to chair the bed that was, was in there
1: it was like worn and down. It's... And it, it says something about today and like fashion and all that crap. That at first I was like, "Oh, they're going for that like worn modern New York apartment." Then it's like, "No, I don't think they are." That's like, "Hey guys, I'm gonna run to Lowe's been... and get some hand and get some wet wipes." <laughs> I, like even yep. during pandemic, I was, but I was like, "I'm here now, and I, 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 yeah, I want to wipe down stuff that I'm putting things on." <laughs> I was.
0: I I should have expected. I did expect it, but there was no continental breakfast, no breakfast of any sort. They did have uh, a coffee machine downstairs. Uh, The coffee was okay. Uh, But yeah, I would probably rate it a two, a a two out of five.
1: Scotty. Yeah. I, I, uh, I mean, we slept there. I don't know. (laughs) That's my review. I, we slept there. (laughs) The staff was, the staff was actually pretty pretty friendly. So weren't any actual um, issues. So I mean, that,
0: I mean, aside just from the accommodations. Uh, and that's a thing, you know, like I am kinda mad about because a lot of these places, I don't think that Red Roof Inn was ever had any sort of continental breakfast or anything, because I don't think they had like a full dining room or anything like that, really. Yeah, it wasn't really a place as we start to happen. Yeah. As we start going to more of these uh hotels and stuff though, that's certainly one thing I'm gonna be looking at. Uh because you know, I understand like during the COVID time frame, like we're We couldn't have, like, the breakfast because you couldn't, you know, be eating within whatever. But now that that's, you know, back on, on, you know, like, it's allowed, I'm expecting to have some breakfast at these hotels that we're going to. I I feel like if we're going to these hotels and, and spending the money, I expect to to get breakfast served if they were serving breakfast like pre-COVID, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, and I, I want to clarify, we're not we're not expecting like, ah oh, make your own omelette or anything like that. Like I I'm fine with the thing that I liked at PAX or up in Boston anyway, uh the final day we did all sit down and have breakfast to kinda go into the the calm of the final I think that was Saturday actually was that Saturday? Maybe Sunday. I don't remember. Anyway Um, I just like to be able to grab a banana to eat while we're walking to the subway, you know, Uh, not the restaurant, an actual (laughs) subway system, train system. Yeah, Um,
0: even even a grab and go type thing would. work. Yeah,
1: that's all. Yeah, your little mini box of Frosted Flakes or something, you know.
0: but i will say i do like to be spoiled when we go to these things so if there is one available that does have a like build your own omelet uh we're definitely going there.
1: oh my gosh i have so, i've not experienced that um, that comes from my time at west virginia university uh, the nicest campus i've ever been on they had a build your own omelet thing on saturdays and i was like Mm-mm, perfect hangover for food let me throw all this in my dumb face
0: let's talk about some some meal reviews what we did there too because um the first night We got in and we were just like, let's just go grab something.
1: And we went to like kind of a local diner, uh, which is actually pretty good. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Uh, Anti Chris is a local to the New York area. And he's like, we got to just hit up a diner. I was like, all right, cool. We were all kind of still in go mode. So I just typed in diner with the closest one. I'm like, I don't freaking care about anything right now because I just drove and we set up and my body still hasn't stopped. I picked a diner. Let's get in my car and go eat, you know? (laughs) but it was nice it was yep, a fancier yep. uh i don't know i don't even know how to i've never had to describe a restaurant so i don't know how to really describe it but we we started out with like coleslaw and a pickle yeah it
0: it just looked like a a, a kind of a classic diner
1: mhm yeah
0: that was that was funny the the coleslaw and pickle everyone got one except anti because <laughs> he get- what it was because he wasn't supposed to get one right what it was and he then he made a big deal about
1: it like well, he, he
0: was like upset like it's not he, even no, that it's like, just that coleslaw pickle but it was he's, more of a joke it was a, yeah
1: it was a he he's just a loud guy so his voice carries so even though he said it quote under his yeah. breath it was still yeah. like the server no- <laughs> could hear him say it so yeah and then it was just kind of funny but um but yeah we were so hungry
0: that i don't think normally i would just scarf down a bowl of coleslaw like no that as an appetizer, i definitely but would not I think yeah. everyone ate all of their coleslaw um yeah we we're so hungry um so yeah no that was it was pretty good food i i enjoyed first night of of of, of dinner but the second night we ended up going to our go-to our old faithful
1: <laughs> we <went to> <laughs> the mega visions convention favorite Applebee's when how does it always happen that we end up going to applebee's but uh this the area we were in what it felt like we were always in a mall parking lot whenever we were driving but like there were enough restaurants yeah. and stuff around that i i think it was a combination of that well that like after party vendors only thing that uh long island had um, had some beers out there. And so I think at that point I was in the con mode of I'm feeling good and buzzed and exhausted. And you know, what we had last time this happened, it was Applebee's. So we're just, we already had our quote, New York food experience with the diner. So let's just go get some Applebee's for the sake of putting something in our stomachs. Uh,
0: yeah. I, I will say though too, I think this Applebee's was better than the last one we
1: went to at in Boston. Oh yeah. I like sure. better. Yeah, uh, and the joke behind that, uh, my my fiance Rachel is a foodie, and when we were in Boston, she was like, "You got to check out the local this and that." I was like, "Oh, we're at Applebee's," and she was like, "Legitimately mad." (laughs) We just went to a freaking Applebee's, so it became a joke, and that's where we are now. So it's yeah, it's funny. Like I'm, I
0: now kind of look forward to at least hitting up Applebee's one night when we're all together. It's kind of
1: it's it's also the familiarity. So so it's just like you don't uh, feel pressured to pick like I got to experience the specific you know New York pizza or something right yeah (laughs) yeah for sure so
0: um yeah. So like overall, I guess what else uh, on a personal side, like w- were you able to get away from the booth for a little bit? Because I know, you know, we've been we're working pretty much the entire weekend, uh, whether it is you playing pole caliber with someone or helping to sell issues and all that sort of thing. I think we did get a little bit of time to to run out and do some personal things, though. Uh, what, what, what were uh, some of the things you did?
1: Yeah, I, I ran around a little bit. I hit up some deals, tried to hit up some deals. Um, I bought some games on Dreamcast. I One of them does not work, and I am an idiot and did not realize we have a Dreamcast oh, no. at our booth, you moron. Why didn't you just test your game out there in five seconds? And I could have got my money back, but I uh, I'm... I'm gonna try to get it buffed out, it's whatever. It was. I still got a better deal than other people were trying to sell. I bought Carrier on the Dreamcast, talked a guy down from 40 to 35. After doing a lap and finding another booth trying to sell it to me for 90, I'm like, you people, this bubble only exists because you're making it now. Like, uh, So um, I hit up the Cinemassacre slash Screenwave slash Retroware booth and grabbed some AVGN and uh, stuff, their Angry Video Game Grin stuff. Uh, and grabbed a vinyl, got that Mega Man Legends two vinyl because that's that might be hard to come by. Um Sweet. but uh, cool old Dreamcast lanyard. I did a pickup video on my personal YouTube if anyone's super curious about the stuff I grabbed. But um, it it was it was cool just walking around the floor and the convention and seeing all the consoles and everything. But um, also meeting people that were into what we were doing. And special shout out to uh Tony who was just there to bs with us and like he listens to the podcasts and stuff he was he was quoting stuff from like even Static Zone and Scrubverse and he's like where's the military guy and I was like oh that well you got to be more specific <laughs> but uh and um and uh like like he knew who Rachel was from hearing about the pot hearing through the podcast and stuff cuz he said he drives a lot for his job but um it was really cool to just to just bs with people that Um, I, well, I don't, it's a weird thing to call them fans because I don't, I don't know. People just like what we do and they relate to it. So they are fun to talk to. Um, but, uh, but yeah, shouts out to Tony and, uh, and a lot of cool other vendors that were just, it's a nice community. Like the guys at Eon, Justin was, um, they were doing this cool scavenger hunt of, uh, they make, um, the converter cables, like to play your GameCube on an HD TV and and uh, N64 HD out and stuff, and they were doing this cool little scavenger hunt with small GameCubes scattered about the floor at vendors to get them to check out other vendors. But also, if you find it, bring it back to them, you get a prize at their booth. And so there wasn't really anywhere to hide it at ours after I was talking with Justin for a little bit. But he's like, "What if you do like a you know they find it real quick, but then got a." Got to defeat you at at Pole Caliber like you guys are already doing. I was like, that's a good idea. But one of the cool things, the highlights for the weekend and with the booth are always when kids are excited about the dinosaur mask and waving the rod around. And like parents, uh, the excitement on like the parents faces of just like letting their kid go nuts for 30 seconds, you know. Um, But the one cool moment was like Justin approached me real quick. Their booth was 5 feet from ours like Caddy Corner. They were doing tournaments and like a 16 man Mario Kart double dash and all kinds of things to show off their hardware they had but it was uh, Yeah, they cool were guys. they were
0: hyping their stuff up all
1: weekend long. They man. Good job. Yeah, the only thing that I would totally steal from them is having I think he was just using I don't think it was even a megaphone. I think it might have been a karaoke system they set up or something just a mic to be the announcer and whatever. I would love if we had that at our booth, but everyone would hate us. Um but uh for pole caliber mainly, but like he, he, he like ran up to me real quick Kelvin. Justin yeah Justin ran up to me he's like hey uh, this kid couldn't find any GameCubes anywhere but and but I was wondering if you'd be willing to like you know let him win something still by playing him in pole caliber I was like sure whatever threw the mask on and uh, played some pole caliber against him he, he beat me we gave him a keychain and then he goes over back to their booth and gets a freebie because I think it was near the end of the con too maybe they weren't really doing the scavenger hunt anymore and he was real bummed he missed out so it was Cool to have, like turn that kid's day around or help him out a little bit. Um, no, that was a lot of fun and networking with people. the The mom that came up and tried to buy the Dino mask was was quite an endeavor. Uh, English was <laughs> not her first language, <laughs> also, so her her daughter was uh, um, trying to uh explain what was going on we're like yeah the mask isn't for sale and but and then she ended up teaching us how to say dinosaur in polish and uh it was just it was something it was it was something else and it was hilarious because it was she was not taking no for an answer for a little bit (laughs) exactly yeah um but uh, a lot of people asking, not not a lot, but some asking if they could buy the fishing rods if we were selling them, or if we were selling the Dino Mask, or, you know, things like that are always funny and, and interesting, and, and just only things you experience at a convention with the Visions booth. But no, just hanging out and making the kids laugh, uh, that sounds weird. Uh, just how goofy and fun the Pole Caliber and Dino Mask Challenge is, and, and, and like... Seeing the excitement that this Goofy thing brings and being able to uh, show people the magazine that like it's we have different waves of excitement at our booth that that is I don't think something you see at everybody because it's another booth that just slaps a game logo on a T-shirt or something, you know, but um, it is what it is. Not to slam any of the other booths. There were some cool artists. There were some cool retro booths there as well. Um, Seeing a lot of cassettes and VHS pop up uh, among other things. So yeah, it was a lot of fun. Just walking around again at the layout of this thing was something I'd never seen before, too.
0: Yeah, I, I, I thought like you mentioned it earlier, but just the uh, the setting and kind of the the ambiance of of the convention itself being in the cradle of Aviation makes it a unique experience, unlike most other conventions we go to, where they're in a kind of a standard convention hall. So I think that is is really really awesome. That was one of the, my cool, coolest. Kind of memories are just being in there. I was just like, man, this is such a neat space to to be used for a convention. And I think all the uh, the technology, uh, you know, the kind of uh, you you see you see the the evolution of of aircraft and and um, and flight throughout the museum. But you also kind of see that same thing with uh, all of the uh, the the generations. Of video games and it's just this neat kind of correlation of technology uh that you kind of see throughout uh the time so i think the two go hand to hand uh really well uh right you know and you yeah. might not think that so i think that was one of the coolest parts of it but for me personally one of the things i was really excited about the cheap ass gamer podcast right. these guys have been going uh and doing a live podcast recording at a retro for years now and i've never had to attended before but um i've been listening to the cad cast geez um i want to say probably since they started i think it was like 2005 or something uh, and um and so i was really excited to go to that i think that was on saturday or sunday and um and just so happened like it was crazy uh uh chris baker um who he was around, and he uh, he came by to to say at the booth, and we were just kind of BSing a little bit, and I was like, hey, you know, I'm about to head into the uh, the Cheapass Gamer podcast. I think he was actually going that way too, and we decided to to go and uh, watch it together. So that was a lot of fun too, just uh, chatting with him and getting caught up on everything um, they've been doing over uh, Zen Studios, uh, and so that was really neat. the 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 podcast itself was funny. I love like cheapy uh you know wombat and 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 shipwreck they're they're great uh personalities and you know it's funny because i i i totally relate to them i'm a middle-aged dad you know i have kids who are all gamers themselves and so listening to all the stuff that they go through um and it's i i just i i, I relate to a lot so it was a lot of fun seeing them live and and that sort of thing and uh just i didn't get a chance to really get out and buy anything i'm not really looking to to do that so much at, at conventions these days but just i think talking to people and and meeting uh you know new people like that is a lot of fun um i do i will say though uh, that i did get some recent uh releases from vgny soft and they were wow. there uh, selling these games so i just do want to quickly shout out uh, some of these real quick right um, on we got uh Shadow Gangs and these are all physical releases uh for the Sega Dreamcast. Um that the and they're all shipping right now from VGNY Soft. Uh so we got Shadow Gangs here. Um we have Hermes uh yeah. which you can buy the I also standard my copy. Um, I got the VMU one. Uh, or you can get Oh cool. Yeah, so you can get that one too with the VMU that comes with an actual uh, Hermes uh, branded uh, green vmu that's that's fully functional it was awesome opening this up because it's a brand new vmu and you you slide the little tab the battery tab out the back just like you know from back in the day and then you have to go through the whole setup of the vmu it's the cutest most adorable thing i sega really missed out i think that they should have just released kind of a almost like a tamagotchi style yep um VMU device that has like updated like a real uh, a small like LED or LCD screen uh, and that you can just I don't know like maybe just raise like a S- Chow's or Sonic or I don't know I mean it's such an easy function small form factor you can put it on a keychain in your pocket I just think there's a lot more there that they never did. I've noticed
1: Tamagotchis are coming back maybe uh, let's bring the VMU back Sega clearly now is the time <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it should uh, and then
0: I will say too, is um, another one uh, uh, that they should have grabbed that. But I, I already and...
1: spent enough money.
0: Yeah, uh, that one it was. I didn't realize that I had uh, already pre-ordered the Postal from Wave, uh, who oh. they're they're based in the UK, and I think uh, the way it works, VGNY stuff is soft. Uh, distributes a lot of the wave stuff here in north america and i think vice versa they have a kind of a publishing agreement there so that's why we're seeing a lot of these releases um i will say i still prefer the north american jewel cases these european ones uh, are yeah. just not great and even i mean the re- the reproduction molds uh are, are are decent uh but i don't know how they're going to hold up long term either mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. you know compared to like the, the official dreamcast ones so definitely, yeah, yeah. The VGM I saw folks—they're great. Um, they have a lot of awesome releases. We're going to be covering a, a lot of their stuff uh, on the website and in the magazine. It just makes sense. They're one of the few uh, publishers out there that are, you know, working to to you know release physical Dreamcast games today, and we love that. But in addition to that, they're also doing releases on the Switch uh, and and other stuff. So definitely check them out. Um, there was another studio there, and I think. I think they might be the only other uh, indie studios, Scotty. I don't know if you had a chance to go up there and check I out their not, booth. They're actually right next to VG and YSoft. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they had a few uh, interesting uh, releases. Uh, I forget his name, but uh, the gentleman that ran the booth, he came over. We had a chat. Uh, I think it was like Sunday morning, and he ended up we ended up going upstairs, and he showed me, you know, all their their different games. Uh, one of the ones that was pretty neat is uh, called Dynabomb 2. and has a, a really cool uh, visual aesthetic. It uh, looks kind of cartoony, and I played it a little bit. It just actually released uh, on the Switch, the Xbox, uh, and I, I think PlayStation um, as well this past week. So it's like a $20 budget release. But um, a lot of them are, are very uh, familiar from a, you know, there's like Metroidvania style games. So it's all very retro You know what you're going to get with a lot of these games, um, but they they have uh, nice visual aesthetics to them, and the gameplay uh, looks pretty good. So um, we'll definitely keep looking at uh, Seven Raven
1: Studios' releases. Uh Uh-oh. Internet. Uh Uh-oh. Pal has lagged out big time. This is now the Scotty Moe It was wild. There you are. You super lagged out after you said we're going to be... Doing more stuff with them, or, or or keep an eye on them. You lagged out a bit.
0: Oh, okay,
1: yeah. I I'm I'm
0: watching my video like quality there. Um, it's dipping a little bit, but no. I was just gonna say, um, I was I I, I did like what I saw from Seven Ravens Studio, so I, I I'm gonna keep an eye and, and and potentially we'll keep covering more of their releases going forward.
1: Yeah, there was <laughs> I remember actually on the uh, the floor tour I did. Um, I, I happened to walk up there and, and saw you. So I panned over and like you were you were you were honed in to whatever you were playing. Um, And I just remembered that right behind you also was that Game Boy camera that we felt like the oldest people in the world not being able to figure out. But it was just a really cool setup with uh the indie stuff and like all of EGNY soft stuff up there, too. So, yeah. I do have to check out their stuff. That
0: now. was that the, the, the Game Boy camera. That was so funny because. Because it looked like um, a couple old fogies like trying to learn how to use like an iPhone for the first time. But yeah. it was a gay boy camera like we had used this tech back when we were kids. But for the life of us, we could not. Figure yeah, out I, I
1: literally it. have one sitting it in a drawer like or, three feet or from or me what? and we're like, shoot. And it would just flip back to the home screen We're like what? I'm going to chalk it up to maybe the memory was full and they didn't think through a thousand people using that in a weekend or something. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, but I think that's pretty much uh, all I had going on at uh, Ally Retro. Was there anything else like uh, that you wanted to um, talk about Ally Retro related?
1: Before uh, I don't wrap up? think so. There, I, I'm I'm sad. I missed on some of the I missed out on some of the score challenges. Like there was a crazy taxi thing. Um, and other things going on, there just wasn't... I think if I could say one critique is open up the floor on Friday, but I know it's a museum first and then a convention hall second, um, because I feel like there's definitely enough that they could have a full three days going of this thing, like open up maybe a little bit earlier on Friday or something, because I feel like there's so much happening. that, And and like Chris told us after the fact, like have more... Uh, secret rooms or wherever they were, not, not escape rooms or things like that. But he said there was like secret rooms or something. I don't know. (laughs) There was a lot going on at this thing. So I didn't even, yeah, I had no
0: idea that was even a thing, but I would love more of that. That sounds pretty crazy.
1: Yeah. Lots of cool stuff. Definitely a lot of things I've not seen at conventions that some shows could learn. And it seemed like there were a lot of people. It was a good small hub for people that are like veterans of the con scene between like the Cinemassacre crew and like John Riggs was there, Pat the NES punk um, and like you said the CAG cast and everybody like it was it was, it was like something in between too many games and packs it felt like because I feel like Magfest and too many games are kind of in the same homegrown zone right now still but Pax is obviously way bigger but this is like somewhere in between there I feel.
0: Literally. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and I hope it never really outgrows uh, the space there, because I think that maybe they have a little bit more to grow, to, to use on that third level. Yeah. Uh, but I like how it it, it it still feels like a smaller show. But you're right, like there's aspects of the industry and there's like really great panels, some of the best panels uh,
1: that I've seen in a convention. Oh, Jeremy there's Parrish, we didn't really even mention one was there. Like, I wish I could have gone to. Yeah, I didn't uh, get but, to hang out with him, or, but, you know, yeah. it is what it is.
0: He did an SG one thousand. I know. Oh my god! Oh my god! Like I'm a huge SG one thousand fan. I I own. Yeah. So I was I was really bummed I wasn't able to attend that one. Uh, but maybe uh, maybe there's a, the video will pop up uh, online. I hope and I can watch it later. But yeah, no, it was a great show. I, I'm we're definitely going to be back next year. I, I I hope. Haven't talked about next year's plans, but I would love, and I think I can speak for the entire team scotty that we'd love to bring pole caliber back next year yeah definitely
1: oh for sure there we uh i think they kind of saw also this is my ego i'm talking out my butt but i really feel like we gave the impression of oh maybe this shouldn't have been the opening tournament maybe we should have like done this a little bit further hype it up a little bit more you know
0: yeah and maybe what we could do it i'm just I'm totally just talking on the fly here, but I think it would be fun. Maybe if we integrated a pole caliber into the mixer on Saturday night, where we're oh having like the, the band is up there playing,
1: maybe we could bring pole caliber and having that, that would be an awesome setting for that. Right. Yeah. That, that I could see that. I could see that doing a lot for, yeah, that would be a lot of fun. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe we we'll, we'll, we have some,
0: we have some plans for everyone. Listening for next year, Joel. If you guys are listening, maybe maybe we can talk some more. But um, but yeah, from a vendor standpoint, we're definitely going to be back next year. Um, and uh, and we'll let everyone know, you know, w- you know, on the on the podcast going forward and everywhere else, like where we're going to be at the next shows. Um, we don't really have any solid plans uh, if we're going to like attend MagFest formally yet or not, because that's always been kind of our our show that we just go to kind of relax and and just enjoy it. Um, And I'm worried that if we then get a table, I'm just we're just going to be working the entire weekend. And then it kind of takes all the fun out of it. And so I'm just kind of trying to figure out where we want to go from that standpoint,
1: you know. Right. No, I 100 percent agree. Magfest is a is a juggling act at times because it is a 24 hour thing. So I don't know. Oh, man. Uh, Now that I say that out loud, I'm like, oh, my gosh, we'd be dead trying to run a booth and doing it with those extended hours and whatever. But it's also so much fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it. Yeah, I. I can't wait. I, I'm. I'm really looking forward to getting everyone back together.
0: Whether we do a panel or or not or or a, a booth or whether we just hang out, I'm. I'm. I'm really looking forward to it. So, all right. I think that's gonna wrap up the show. Or so is there anything upcoming uh, that you want to you know throw out there to to the listeners?
1: Uh, I mean, we mentioned it before, uh, less than a month. It's only what it, I'm looking at the calendar here. It's basically three weeks away is the Dreamcast 24 hour marathon. Um, so just hop on the website. We've been plugging that thing like Matt on social media. Uh, for those that have no idea what it is, it is one of the events you have to attend digitally because we are right now. Let's see. It's going to be me, Corey, TJ is hosting his buddy, Matt, our buddy T-Bone, Anti-Chris, at least six of us bros bro it up at uh, TJ's house with the Dreamcast for 24 hours to raise money for Extra Life and bring awareness of that, and also how insane the Dreamcast was and everything. That's always a lot of fun. There's going to be... We're going to be all over the socials for that, too. Hopefully hit up Galloping Ghosts out there and, and things like that. I think Marson's going to make an appearance here or there, because he's out in Chicago, too. Um, but that... It probably that's probably like the next Megavisions event happening Um, because I don't know. I don't issue three won't be out quite yet for that. But after that, then I'll throw it over to you because I think that's going to be the next thing really with Megavisions going on after the marathon. Uh, what, what was that? I'm sorry. I didn't, I think. Oh, that's asphalt. okay. Well, yeah. There's nice. a little bit of lag going on. I was saying like in terms of events and, and, and things happening with the Megavisions world, uh, next up some marathon. And then I think after that is basically issue three, cause there's, it's not going to be out in time for the marathon, which is fine, but so we've got enough going on, but yeah, I think, uh, issue three is coming up and I will throw it over to you, Sam. Yep.
0: Yeah. Uh, like you're saying, Scotty, issue three is coming along. I'm now I'm excited because like I said earlier, I'm shifting, Uh, my focus uh, to to production on issue three. Uh, So you will start seeing a lot more updates regarding uh, that. And when, when that issue is going to be done, Um, we'll, we'll definitely announce all that stuff, but I'm very excited because we're making progress on it. We already have layouts, uh, you know, coming out this week. Um, Very, very cool stuff. So uh, with that said, I just want to encourage everyone once again to go and check out our Patreon Uh, at www.patreon.com slash megavisions so you can subscribe to a physical or digital edition of Megavisions magazine. And with that said, that's going to do it for this episode. We hope you all enjoyed it and stay safe and we will see you back next time. Take it easy.
1: See ya.